You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? It is your host, Matt Labrie, and we are back with another roundtable discussion here on Decoding Success. I got my brother, Phil Massia, joining the show. My brother, Anna Reese, is back here with another one. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. Truly do appreciate it. Welcome back. Really excited to have all of you tuned into this episode. We love doing these roundtables. We're here bullshitting. We're having a good time. We're adding value, though, nonetheless, through our experiences, through our insights, our um, teachings, and, and all that amazing stuff. So today we were kind of just going over potential topics to add value to what's going on. And one thing that we found very valuable during our discussions is something that we all have in common, and that is a unique trait, right? We're all unique in a way, and we wanted to discuss owning that uniqueness as opposed to trying to fit in, which is something that we try to do all of our lives. It's time to stand out, right? It's time to own who you truly are as an individual. So with that said, I guess we can just jump right into finding out what that is. What is the process of finding out who we truly are. How, how are we truly unique? What do you guys think on that? I think it's, um, I think we always have the desire to improve, but also at the same time owning who we are. And I think it's that fine balance too, because the point of life is to evolve, to get better in every single way. But it's also really important to know who you are at your core. Like what are your non-negotiables? Mm. What are the things about you that make you special you know and sometimes we fight the things that make us unique you know oftentimes you might have something that you're like ah but I'm this certain way and others view that as a gift and you might at that time not even view it as a gift in yourself but others view you as that as that being the thing that differentiates you from the rest I love that so I I always say this it's It's fucking phenomenal, honestly. Dr. Seuss says there's no one in the world newer than you, right? He actually doesn't say that, but that's the paraphrase version of it. I think that's fucking powerful, man, because it's so true. Like, even us three sitting at this table, we're all so different, right? Like, each one of us is a different nationality. Each one of us grew up a different way. Each one of us has different physical traits. Ant's hairy as fuck. I'm weird <laughs> as fuck. I'm receding hairline. Like, you know, we're, we're all different in so many ways, and I'm only messing around by, you know, naming physical traits like that. But ultimately, deep down at the core, we're all so different, and I feel like... I mean, I've been there where I've tried to fit into different circles, whether that was in elementary school where I wanted to be part of gangs, quote unquote, (laughs) you know, very loosely throwing that around. Um, You know, it's 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 so crazy. And now when I look at it, it's just like we need to own more of who we are versus trying to fit into these these packs. Right. Absolutely. So uh, that's something that I wish was taught more to us growing up. we all learn the same things growing up. We learn the same social studies program, the same learn how to ride a bike, learn English, learn this, learn that. You're kind of just accustomed to thinking that you should be learning the same thing as everybody else, therefore doing what everybody else does and acting as everybody else does. So I, you you just 
you kind of don't even think about standing out. I think that's just how society molds mm. you. So I wish from an earlier age that was more, uh, that was brought up more. And uh, the thing that I that I realized over time is how boring would life be if we were all the same? Right. Mm. How freaking boring would life be if literally we couldn't even have a conversation and agree to disagree or you know, you like vanilla ice cream. He likes vanilla. I like vanilla. You know, forget this, whatever. Like, it's um, life would be super, super boring. So that's what makes it fun. It makes it fun having these conversations. Uh, on top of that, I think over time, me being able to own my own uniqueness, which I'm still doing, still. What not. do you feel like your uniqueness is? Uh, over time, I think my uniqueness is is a lot about how I speak with people, how I interact with others, how I make them feel. Um, I think uh, every I think one of the things that people tell me is whenever they see me, they always call me smiles all the time, all the Philly time. Fucking smiles, bro. All the time. They say that I'm smiling. They're like, forget it. They're like, whenever I'm around you, I feel good. So I think that's one thing. I wouldn't say it's like my only thing, but that's one thing. And I just contribute that to just growth uh, over time I didn't come out the womb like that I didn't come out smiling at the womb at least I don't think I did I did oh that's nice I was like you were like yo I'm in here like swimwear (laughs) no but uh, that and um and and just over time, just uh, things like like little things, like the way I laugh, right? Okay, some people they laugh when they hear me laugh. Other people might think it's annoying. Right, like, right, right. But the thing is, and maybe when I was younger, I tried to stop that. Um, or one other thing that I used, I, I've always been like you guys, potential, potential, go for your potential, work hard, be your best, and uh, so many times. I've been met with opposition towards that. Like, yo, slow down. I don't know why you are that way. That's so bad. Don't be that way. You know, basically met with a lot of opposition. Like, yo, like, you're just basically fronting by doing that. And that was something that at times I tried to tame down when I never should have. And, mm-hmm. and I've learned over time. So uh, it's like Ann said, back to um, you learn as you get older. But yeah, that's you, what you, makes you uniquely you. That's what makes us all different. And I just think the world's so much better when we're all different. Right. That's powerful. So what do you feel like, um, not or what are the steps to owning your, your, your uniqueness, but what does your uniqueness entail, right? Like what are the details in that? It's not just physical traits because obviously we can see that. We're, we, we're all aware we're all different in a physical regard, right? But like what, what's deeper in that? I think over time, as I grew up, uh, basically being around different people, uh, I'm seeing how this person lives and what their belief system is, mm. how they react to things. I'm seeing this person, this person, this person. And over life, the way I think about life and my uniqueness is a culmination of other people's all put together, kind of averaged out. And then I'm making my version of what life should be like based off of what other people are. Because the truth is, you're just you're just learning every day. Right. And you think about what are some of the things that make them unique, at least to you. And you're like, okay, maybe I'll, maybe I'll portray some of that uniqueness. And once again, that's just being the same. That's just kind of like a girl when she wants to date people. If you, you're exactly the same, like... 
where's the fun in that? What makes that different? Right, right, right. Um, so, or if you sound the same at a speaking engagement, like you can't add in the laughter or the fun or you know some of the story. So, uh, I think I think part of it goes back to schooling and society, why we want to be a certain way because we think that's the way life's supposed to be. And then we see other people who are, quote unquote, cooler or more yeah. popular or have a better, more successful life. And we're like, you know what? What makes what we think makes them unique? Let's do that because that obviously works. And I've seen over time that that's just not the way to do it. The way to do it is to take some of the principles that you see with different people, but really own yourself. Because uh, how are you... No one's going to remember the guy that's like everybody else. Right. That, that's what it comes down to for me. No, I love that. What about you, Ann? So I think as somebody that's pretty deep, uh, always doing some sort of self-inventory and inflecting my whole life, really, um, I've always tried to figure out like – What's my gift? You know, you see some some kid that can throw a ball 95 miles an hour. You're like, damn, what a gift. Mm-hmm. You see somebody that can do uh, <laughs> long division in their head without needing to pause. And you're like, wow. That's you look a, like a long division type I, of guy. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, with the iPhone, I can make it happen. But, you know, there's some people that really just, you know, have these natural gifts that you're like, wow, I, I really admire that. And that's oftentimes you'll admire something that you can't do because you're like wow I can never do that how can they but what you don't realize is that people are doing the same thing about you in some regard of your life in some aspect they're doing the same thing and you might not realize it. So for me, again, I was always trying to figure out, you know, what gift do I really have? What makes me unique? I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. And one thing that I constantly heard my entire life was, dude, honestly, you're so positive. And when I speak to you, I always feel better. And you always get me to look at things in a different light. Mm. But I'd be told that I'm like, okay, that's cool, but that's not really a gift. Like, that's just something, that's just an, an attribute I have. It's not what you wanted to hear. It's not what I wanted to hear. But you know what's crazy? Well, let me ask you, what did you want to hear? It's a good question, man. I think I wanted something that I didn't have, like some like athletic ability, like, <laughs> <laughs> like something that I couldn't do. I'm like, all right, well, I just felt like that was like, well, that comes natural to me, and that's not really a, a gift. Meanwhile, you look at people struggling every day to find happiness in their life because they can't see the bright side of things. They can't they can't find things to be positive about. Right. When they speak to people, people won't get that feeling, that walk away of, man, I feel so much better. Whatever problem I had earlier, I'm feeling more hopeful. And I guess it just really came to hearing it so many times over and – just being like, hey, you know, not everyone has this. So I went to, I did several things and this is where I learned about it. So I went to this public speaking course one time and it was actually a really good, uh, good course. And at one point, you know, everyone's there. It's like about 30 people. Everyone looks relatively normal. <laughs> But they had us do this exercise. We're like, all right. And you've seen it if you've been to Unleash the Power Within, the Tony Robbins event. They pretty much got it from that. 
and they turn the lights off and like, all right, everyone, uh, whatever you're feeling, let it out. And I saw somebody that was like, seemed to me to be like such a together person, just shouting at the top of their lungs and this and that. And I, and everyone tells what's bothering you. And people are like, I feel like I'm not making an impact on the world. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm always negative. And I kept hearing people say over and over again, how they were negative, how they didn't look in the bright side of things. And I heard it from so many people in the room that I kind of peeked my my eye open. I was like, oh shit, this is a gift that I have. And I don't view it as such because it comes natural, but just because it comes natural to you doesn't mean it comes natural to all. I was just gonna ask you, how did you come to accept the gift that you have? Was it that moment? That was a huge moment, yeah, because we went in the room, everyone has that kind of cool aura of, okay, what's up, how you doing? Like, everyone's just kind of being cool, and then everyone just kind of um, put down the facade, and they kind of took off that mask, and they really let their inner being shine, and I'm like, man, we walk around this world, and everyone is just always trying to be the best versions of themselves or at least appear to be the best version mm. of themselves. And when you peel that onion and it's not that thick of an onion, when you just unpeel it, you realize that that's just their representative right. showing the best version. ego. Yeah, it's man. Their ego. Yeah, dude. And you know, and, and one thing growing up, you know, Phil talked about growing up and being like the smiley dude and I, I got that also as well. I remember I, after school, I'd, I'd always be smiling and I looked at like the kids that were a year older and they were always like hard asses. They were way cooler than our class, but they were just like, they were just like tough guys, whatever. So then I started doing that after school and I was like, what's wrong with your face? And I'm like, what do you mean, Ma? And she's like, you always smile. Why aren't you smiling? And I'm like, oh, I'm not just talking. She thought I was going through some phase. But you know, it's funny. I, I switched and I, I was in that moment, that time period or that, that phase. I was going against who I was and it didn't feel good. You know, some people are just naturally like not upbeat or high energy people and that's fine and that's for them but you have to be true to yourself and when you're not being true to yourself and you feel like you're being a poser it's you know what I mean it it doesn't feel right yeah man so what's your advice for people to find their gift right I think that's kind of a a really big topic here that's that's unique right everyone everyone's gift is different sure it might you know intertwine in some regards to other people but what's your advice there uh for me it would just be to live in your heart and while that may sound cheesy uh it's 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 super super important if if you ever do something a thought an act anything from the heart i guarantee you it's going to be the best decision you ever made one of them you're never going to hurt anybody you're going to add a lot of value to them so if you keep doing things through your heart and it doesn't feel like you're trying doesn't feel like you're forcing it just feels once again like you're in the flow when you're doing it and then when other people are receiving it it feels great mm. uh I think I think that it takes courage to find uniqueness. You have to you have to have courage. You have to, you have to believe in yourself. Um, without courage, how are you ever going to keep living in that uniqueness? You may you may shy away from it. And like I said before, you you may not be showing the world the gift that you have that you otherwise could have and could have really changed a lot of people's lives. So I think it's living in your heart, doing things that. F- feel right to you you don't need somebody else to tell you what feels right to you you know it's you know what feels right to you just close your eyes and think Mm -hmm. about it you know what feels right to you uh then live through that and uh another thing too is that i think that 
we commonly think we only have a gift when other people tell us that we have a gift. Right. We need to have that validation. Mm-hmm. You don't need validation to know that you have a gift. Um, the, the, the truth is if it feels good and if I know that I'm helping, it feels good to me and I'm not hurting nobody else, uh, you know, it's it's unique. And yes, it, it will be cool when someone says, you know what, Phil, I love when you do that. I love when you do this, love me that. But, you know, don't, don't, don't let that gas you up to the point where you only do it when someone else says it because then you're just limiting yourself. So, right. Um, I, 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 it's back to basically living in your heart. I, th- I think, I think that that stems back to all of it. Have you guys ever heard the quote? I'm not going to say a word for it. It's not verbatim here, but it's something along the lines of like, find your gift and then give it. Yep. Yeah. You've heard that, right? Yeah, the point of, uh, I may be messing it up, the point of life is to uh, find your gift and, and and then, no, I'm sorry, the, throughout life we, we're we finding our gift and the point of it is to give it away. Like once you found right, it, that's give what it, it away. Is. Yeah, because, because, because ultimately what it comes down to is this, you you have a gift, you've, you found it. You know that it can add so much value to other people. Now, it's not—it's not as special. It's not as important unless we give it away. Because what's the point of a gift if you're only keeping it within yourself? You, when now you give the gift away, you exponentially help more people. And you can only tap into the world that you know, right? Like you can't pretend to be an expert on something you have no idea about. But what you are an expert on is the thing that makes you tick. And to answer your question from before, in a short way of, of, of answering that question, I think following and trusting your gut and just leaning into it mm. is the simplest way to put it. Because your gut instinct, you can call that a lot of different things. You can say it's, uh, you can, you know, it's been said that it's, you know, spirituality or it's God or, 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 um, a higher power or, or whatever it, you want to phrase it as, but you know, your gut instincts and feelings typically do not steer you wrong. And oftentimes where we have problems in life is where we get the gut instinct and we decide to, for whatever reason, not listen to it. That's usually where most problems come from. Uh, I should have done this, but I didn't. You know what's right at the end of the day. Your gut's directing you on where to go. You know what's true in your heart. Lean into it. But I have a question that our host never answered. What What is your uniqueness and what that you feel is your, your strength? That's a great question, bro, because I'm still trying to figure it out. In full transparency, I think that is something that um, – hasn't necessarily uncovered itself in its full potential, right? Um, I'm in a very big self-discovery phase right now, and I I don't mind sharing it at all. In fact, I think people need to actually hear this because um, 27 years, it's not that I've lived a fake life, right? It's just, I I feel like I'm more so stepping into who Matt Labrie truly is at this point, more so than any other point. And it's taken a lot of uh, revelations to get to this point. So with that said, I'm not gonna sit here and say I have it fully discovered. There are things that I could say um, in this moment right now that I think could just be assumptions versus actual like, hey, this is what it is. So to that point, I'd rather 
I'd rather allude to the fact that it's more so a discovery phase that I'm currently in. And even when it comes down to purpose, right? And I think purpose goes into our uniqueness as well. Like, I think purpose is another thing that I'm continuously pursuing and trying to identify more and more with. Uh, It's not to say that I never knew what it was. It's just more of a rediscovery phase as I continue to grow. So I don't want to sit here and say, hey, man, my, my gift is this, this, and this. Sure, I've had amazing athletic abilities, and I'm grateful for that. I, I, I communicate very well. Um, you know, I network very well. But ultimately, I think it's still a, a self-discovery phase. So I think um, that's the message I would like to really portray here as opposed to anything else, just to you know, be fully transparent and let people feel comfortable. How does your purpose differ from, say, five years ago, if that's one of the core things you're trying to figure out now? My purpose back then was more so goal-oriented than purpose-oriented, right? And I got caught up in that. I realized that I was saying, hey, this was my purpose, but my the thing, what I was claiming my purpose to be was a goal. It wasn't anything more than that, you know? So one, it's not to say that the purpose, I, I think all of us have these answers inside of us, right? I think it's just ultimately discovering them. And that's one thing that I'm learning more and more. It's not like a fucking anvil is going to fall on my head when I walk out of my house while wow, I'm sunburned. I'm, <laughs> you know, an anvil is not going to walk out of my house, fall on my head and be like, hey, this is your purpose. You know, it's like, all right, it's inside of you. You just got to discover. And I think it goes back to what you were saying in regards to peeling back those layers, right? The the trauma that we go through, um, just life in general, hardening us up. Like you just you know, keep building in front of you, in front of you, in front of you, and you just keep putting on these layers. And I think when you peel back those layers, especially as guys, I mean, there's three of us sitting here, like the stereotype of masculinity, you know, bravado, macho, fucking doesn't cry, this, that, like that all adds up. And next thing you know, you're layering up. The more and more you peel back those layers, the more and more you're, you're revealing to yourself who you truly are. And one thing that I realized that I personally did was I was living from the external to the internal versus the internal to the external. So when you do that, and again, this is from my personal experience, I was living in that sense. Um... I guess I was never truly in touch. And the more and more I get in touch, the more and more those, um, the questions that you're asking are being discovered, you know? So it's more of a discovery process right now, which is a beautiful thing, you know? So we're very lucky for all of the, all of us in this room and for the many that are listening to be living in America, a country that values individuality and individualism I can't say that's the same everywhere around the world because it's not. So we are very lucky that we are in a society where we can express that and it's actually valued. So people value those that are a little weird, a little different. And those are the people that make impact. You know, when you're, you know, there's, I I said this once before in a past podcast, but you know, there's no cover bands in the rock and roll hall of fame. (laughs) And it's true. true. You know, like people want to see the latest and greatest. And, you know, if you're the second or third or fourth version of a Rolling Stones or a Lady Gaga, people are like, oh, you're like Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, like, yo, you're you're a rock and roller. You're you're a badass. You are you. And I think when you have the courage and the strength to be unapolog- unapologetically yourself, 
even though it may seem uncomfortable, that's when you get the most respect. Right. When you are so bought into who you are, people are like, you don't really need other people's opinions. And even though at first it might seem unnatural, when you show that you're bought into yourself, others can't help but also follow suit and buy in as well. Right. So that's an interesting point, though, because that goes back to primal time, right? You're, we're talking here about being accepted. Our primal nature is to want to be part of the tribe, right? Mm-hmm. So what do we have to do to kind of uh, get around that? But there's also in every tribe, there's also leaders. Leaders, yep. That's very true. And, and that, and other people that are in other tribes, just because they were born into it and don't even know why they are, when they see a leader, they start to question, why am I in this tribe? Is there a better way? So they start to gravitate around that leader. Because right. they see that leader is non-conforming or unapologetically them. And uh, they're being themselves. That's another thing. I think being you is a superpower that I didn't learn until a little bit mm-hmm. later in life. Um, right. And that could need, be a gift in itself. We need to harness that because straight up life is a gift itself so um, you don't have to be here you're very lucky so I think just by living your life uh, the best way you can you're taking advantage of a gift which means you're being unique the point of life is to be unique because it's a gift mm. you know so that that's your gift right there you're alive yeah and as long as you live it true to you that's your uniqueness I love that And again, just to touch on what you just said, yes, it is your uniqueness. And we also have to remember that we are also in a place that condones that lifestyle as well, because it would be really tough to be living, you know, in a place where you you're encouraged to blend in and you want to be, you know, this this person that stands out. And it doesn't conform to the society. Well, that's an issue. So we are really, truly blessed to, you know, be able to. You can really do whatever you want. The, the only, well, I guess what I'm getting at is the only person that's holding you back is yourself. Exactly. Exactly. It, take, it takes courage to be you. It takes courage to stand out. Uh, and like you said before, man, we only remember the ones that did stand out. That that did. That that. Uh, they were courageous enough to be themselves, to live in their power. You know, that's basically what it is. Like you, you have a power, and uh, you re- you're self-regulating it based upon what you think you should be. And uh, a lot of times, that's externally driven, like Matt right. said. You know, but uh, once you do the work and you figure out how to set your own right, set your own, you know. Uh, level on the uh, thermometer uh, that's when it gets really powerful and uh, exciting and then uh, and then if people see that you're authentically about it and you're not just like doing that just to do it um, they gather around you and I think everyone thinks you have to convince others and then you're going to convince yourself it does not work that way because once you convince yourself you exude an energy that is palpable and that people gravitate towards. Right. So you're not going to convince other people and then yourself. It just doesn't work that way. First, you it convince can, though. You, you think so? I, I think know you have to convince so. yourself first. No, I know so, bro. That's the external internal Interesting. versus the internal external. It's seeking the outside validation, which gives you the juice on the inside. Which one do you think? Okay. Interesting. So do you think – which one do you think is – the path more commonly taken external internal agreed 
Yeah. Internal, external is more powerful and it lasts longer. Yeah. External, right. internal, um, which, and I'm speaking from experience here, bro. External, internal, it doesn't last long. And what it does is it sets you up for disappointment. It sets you up for not believing you have a gift, not believing you're unique, um, seeking outside approval, seeking or, or not being happy until you achieve, right? All of those things add up and bro, that can really be detrimental to your well-being. It really, really can. So um, I'm speaking from experience when I say that I know for a fact that you can get plenty of validation from the outside and feel good, but it wears off. And once it wears off, it's just like, who the fuck am I? You know, you're, you're identity, identity-less in a sense. So what, what are your guys' feelings on, and this is, you know, a very generic quote that, you know, we hear fake it till you make it. What are your thoughts on that? I fucking hate it. It's something I did. That's why I hate it mm-hmm. because it doesn't work. And again, that's one of the things that um, I don't want to say it doesn't work to its entirety. Right. Like I do feel like in a sense, when you're manifesting something, you you are faking it. Right. Like like when you're right. thinking, all right, I'm, I'm 27 right now in this moment. But when I'm 47, I'm faking the thought of having this elaborate life. Like it's it's not real. Right. But uh, I mean, hey, that's just my opinion. I want it to be real. I'm striving for that. So I do fake it. Um, but ultimately I think when that, so that's long term, right? But when you focus on the short term and fake it in the short term, I don't think that's, that's worth it at all. Mm. You know, and I've done both and I think the long term, sure. I think that's fine. You can, you can manifest those massive dreams you may have, which is uh, a fake it thought until you actually make it real. But on, in the short term, you just, you're living a lie in a sense. Right. You know, if you go, yeah, absolutely. If you go from, uh, if you think of it like a battery, if you go from external to internal, your battery is going to go lower, lower, lower. And the only time it's ever going to get another charge is when you get more external validation. But if you go internal to external, you can self-charge your own battery. Right. It is really, really powerful. Um, the other thing is I get I get what you were saying about the, the manifesting thing. Um, the only way I think that that manifest will come true is if you fully believe it. So you have to get over, even though I may feel like faking it, we have to get around that. Mm. Cause then if it feels like we're faking it, at least in my opinion so far in this world, like I don't think we'll get there. But if we, if we say we want to get there, not because of external appeal, we want to get there because we know internally, I'm just going to be a better person for, and the people around me are going to be better then it feels better and what feels good, you know, right. I think it's going to stick. Yeah, but, yeah. go ahead. I, I don't even think it, you need to categorize it as, as fake or real. I think that's very judgmental, right? You know, that that's just an example. But yeah. um, I personally don't even try to look at anything as right or wrong, right? Or real or fake. 
ultimately, I, I think that's a, just a very judgmental mindset. And over the course of the past few months, I realized like, yo, dude, like you're, you're categorizing things, even my own actions as right or wrong. And when you categorize an action as wrong, you're going to get a little mad at yourself or a little down on yourself. And then next thing you know, if you have multiple actions that add up that are quote unquote wrong, you're in the gutter. You know, so ultimately, I, I try not to even categorize anything like that. So you guys mentioned, um, uh, you know, trying to convince yourself of something, but you have to believe it. And I do think in the, the beginning, oftentimes we might not believe it, but it doesn't mean that we can't grow to get there. So that's why things like affirmations, incantations, mm. you know, in the beginning, you're saying whatever message you have to yourself, you know, Brian Tracy is famous for advising people say this one and full transparency. I just started saying this about three, four weeks ago, like clockwork. Once I wake up, I do my morning prayer, which I is something that I picked up during quarantine as an additional just way to tap into my spirituality and the higher power followed directly by that. I've never been a big affirmation person. I'd actually reached out to Matt uh, recently like, Matt, do you do affirmations? And we had a whole conversation about it because I wasn't so bought in on them. Right. And I heard Brian Tracy say that every morning, you know, repeat this line over and over again. And it's a simple one. And he goes, I believe something wonderful is going to happen to me today. It's not like I am the greatest. I am number one. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> simply you're just you're saying it over and over again. And it's not something so extreme that you can't buy into it. You can't buy in that something wonderful is going to happen to you today. So I started saying it. And not for nothing, things started popping up. And, you know, like I told you, I sold my bike for $1,000 the first day. I just started right, saying right, that, right, that right. I actually bought for $700, so I somehow profited on, on a used uh, bike. I don't know. <laughs> but it happened. But I hope he's not listening to I us. hope not either. Uh, it's a good bike. He, he, he made out well. But, uh, <laughs> but, no, you know, in the beginning, to be honest with you, even though, like, it wasn't anything super specific – it felt a little silly saying it over and over again. And now that when I say it, I say it with such belief. And when I say it, I'm like, something wonderful is going to happen to me today. And call that whatever you will, but it's a really great way to start the day. And some part of your brain, the 90% that we don't really know much about, you're tapping into some part of your mind, your subconscious, and you're opening up doors. Right. So, Is that the only affirmation you're telling yourself? So, yes, I start with that when I do my morning prayer and I ask for certain things just for blessings for my uh, friends, family, loved ones. Um, and I end my day on that as well. And then and I pick this up from um, Andy Frisella. When you brush your teeth, he's like, what are you doing anyways? You're not doing anything. Just while you brush your teeth twice a day, uh, just think of things that you're grateful for. So I'm not really asking for anything. Right. I'm just thankful for all the things in my life, which is great. But as far as affirmation, that's the only one I've been doing. it. And for about, like I said, it's been three or four weeks now. And if for nothing else, it's a nice way to start the day. I'm going to challenge you. Mm-hmm. Next time you brush your teeth, hopefully that's tonight. <laughs> brush your teeth with your off hand, your non-dominant hand. Interesting. It's it, weird at first. It's super weird, and also I've you know I drum 
and they say in order to get uh, it's funny how spastic you are with your non-dominant hand right it does feel very weird and they also say things like open a door with your with your opposite hand or open your mm. car door with the opposite mm. hand it's really weird it uses the other part of your yeah. brain uh, it's crazy good call I started doing it and I'm like you know what this is really weird like br- not for nothing I brush my teeth very vigorously <laughs> My, my <laughs> that's a great that's a, word. That's a good word. It's <laughs> a very good word. My gums don't bleed, but I go in. Like, I make sure, like, there's no shit in my teeth. So when I started doing it with my left, I'm like, going <laughs> all over the... I wish people could see this right now. It don't work that well. No. It really don't work that well. But it's very, very interesting, to say the least. You'll enjoy it. And it's a challenge. <laughs> Something else I, I want to point out that I didn't say before is that... Um, you know, growing up, we mentioned we want to live to be somewhat uh, what we think is unique as other people have it so that we fit in. But the more unique that you are, then the people who also think like you but are just afraid to say it also start to feel they could live in that unique power. Big time. And they gravitate towards you. So now when you felt you were just alone by yourself, now you have a bunch of unique people united together. They well, all feel the same way. Right. Not to get too corny, but that's how I met you guys. You know what I exactly. mean? I met like-minded individuals, which have a lot of amazing friends, but I can't say that we are all on the same wavelength. And I think once I started really becoming more sure with who I was and comfortable in that is when I started opening up doors to meeting people that I'm like, oh man, how did I not, how did I live without you guys? You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like I've known you guys for forever and it's really only, I think that that became because I was like, okay, I know, I know what I'm about. I know my purpose in life. I know the direction I want to go towards and this is who I am. And we, you know, it was mentioned earlier in the podcast, but when you do become unapologetic, unapologetic, wow, (laughs) unapologetically yourself, I'd say that's super slow, but when you do, I think what that does is you trim the fat and like you it's almost like a, a filter in life you know what i mean it's like you filter out what isn't congruent with all right where you're where you're looking to go and once you know where you're going then the you know that your all of your supporting cast will come into play and you know things will make sense but it only makes sense when you know where you're going it feels good yeah. what was once uh, scary you realized we had nothing to be afraid of Just it feels good now you you stepped into it you're you and now it's like oh shit it wasn't that hard and right. I could be now I could be you or be me more more often and feel really good about it and keep keep that up Decoding Success Community we need to give my boy Anna Reese a really big aww moment for, know, for was, saying uh, aww <laughs> it was kind of cute to me I have to be honest it was so it was nice unapologetically unapologetically jello it's a pretty tough word I can't apologetically. lie unapologetically there we go there we go it's gonna be flowing listen we're, we're in flow we're in the zone I'm gonna practice that every morning uh, after I say it to the affirmation <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I love it. All right. So if there's one tip to leave everyone with to own their uniqueness, what is it? I would just re-mention what I said earlier. Uh, live in your heart. What does that mean, though? Live in your heart. Live in your heart means 
right now you're living a life based on other people's opinions, societal societal beliefs. Um, you're living a life based off of external validation, external norms. Uh, living in your heart just means literally closing your eyes, thinking about what feels good to you. And if something feels good to you, it doesn't harm anybody else. It actually can make somebody else smile or make them benefit from it. Mm-hmm. That's living in your heart. That your your heart. I, I believe this at least. I believe that if we just look within, uh, we we really don't have to read it like in a book or get external validation of what's right, what's wrong. Like you know, like close your eyes and think about. Um, I need money. Okay, you have a couple. Of, you have a couple of uh, ways to do that. You could beg on the street. You could start a business. You could get a job. You could rob a bank. I mean, robbing a bank is not exactly feel good and feel good in my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, it's common sense. I don't have to ask anybody else for it. Um, same way as if I should yell at a person or uh, or uh, make fun of them on social media. Like if I was, if I literally close my eyes and I'm like, what am I getting out of this? Um, you know, should I provide something that's going to uplift people, or should I message that person on the side and you know speak to them that way, or should I just put them on blast in front of followers? Right. So living in your heart is just. You know the answers if you just be, you know, true to yourself. That that's how I feel, and I I, f- I feel that you really can't do no harm. It's when you when you don't live in your heart, you're thinking about other stuff that other people told you, and the only reason why you can't make a decision in that moment of what to do is because you're battling what you feel in your heart and what the outside world is telling you. Right. I love that. So I'm just going to chime in here and answer the question, you know, myself before Ann goes. But I also want to point out that you don't have to be alone in the journey. And I think Phil hit the nail on the head for me, at least. It comes down to doing the work. And it's not that I ever felt personally alone in the journey, but I realized that I go further when I have help. Right. So I want to actually destigmatize a few things. Number one, it never hurts to have a coach. Um, I've had a coach in the past and I have a coach now and I realize that it is absolutely monumental to have someone guiding you to have someone in your corner to have that support I think that's really really huge especially when you're doing that inner work um, you know you might you may get a little stumbled or confused or you know lacking the direction or of where to go at a certain point so I want to point that out secondly I, I use the word destigmatize I want to say therapy is a major major key if there's there's nothing to be fixed about anyone that's listening to the show there's nothing to be fixed about anyone that's sitting here at this table but ultimately you want to step into more of the person you're destined to become so don't be scared to tap into that resource especially now during this time where we're all quarantined and a lot of health insurance companies are giving mental health counseling away for free um tap into that like it, it won't hurt you it will only help you so hearing that from a show like this i really hope destigmatizes that and and one thing that I've been doing, and I, I know the gentleman here at this table, Phil's participated. I know Anne's going to participate. Doing something like yoga, too, really does help you discover who you are. And even just getting out there and trying something new could really help because I personally never did yoga in a class setting. And then when I did, I was like, holy shit, I'm about to be floating in the matter of three more weeks. <laughs> it's literally fucking amazing. So I just want to throw all of that out at everyone that's tuned into this because um i I think that's that's exactly what i'm doing right you know so i i put that out there to put that out there and hope that it resonates 
Yeah, I would just add um, in leaning into your individuality, um, don't expect people to understand your grind when God didn't give them your vision. Mm. So fucking Socrates yeah man well it's it's in my blood man it's the Greekness Uh, so what I would say to that repeat that one more time yeah Uh, don't expect people to get your grind when God didn't give them your vision love that and a way to help you get there is to really is to find your tribe now that could be through friends mentors coaches but also the answers where you're looking for are often in books as well or in podcasts. So to whatever wavelength you find yourself, you know, you might feel different than most. No one really gets me. My, my group of friends don't get me. That's fine. I felt that before. But there's a group of friends out there that do get you or there is someone that has written a book on it or that hosts a podcast on it or something. It's out there. So it's just a, a matter of doing a little bit of work and and finding what that is because, um, listen, you can get to where you want and achieve your goals alone, but it's a lot better with good friends and company and also the proper coaching, like Matt says, you know, it's it's easy to get discouraged along the way, but when you have someone in your corner that you can even even if it's not a rah-rah pump up session, just to just someone hearing you out could mean the world to you. So if you just tap into your resources there and, and like like I mentioned earlier, find that tribe, you'll get to where you need to go a lot quicker and you're gonna enjoy the journey a lot more as well. I love it. I love it. Gents, I appreciate you guys hopping on here again. Phil, my man, yeah, thank fun, you. A lot of pleasure. And appreciate Always. you, brother. All of their show notes, or I'm sorry, all of their social links are in the show notes of this episode. Make sure to tune into more of these. There's going to be more coming. I promise you that we have a good time with these. Until next time, everyone, be blessed. Peace.